0: Hello, and thank you for coming again to the podcast, Um, Infinite Peace, Infinite Success. And um, my name is Elkin Flores, and uh, what I want to talk today is uh, about uh, what we should be focusing on. Uh, Yesterday, we were saying that um, anything that we perceive is real. I mean, nothing that we perceive is real, not even us so why I trust this why I trust my perception why I trust what I see, what I see. why I trust what I hear What I trust what I think and um, if all that is not real why trust it why we are trusting that and that was the question for yesterday um, I hope you may have some uh, answers to that uh, and then uh, when you start uh, asking these kind of questions, then um, you start realizing that, hmm, uh, there may be something more, right? Um, yeah, the, the reason why we trust what we see and perceive and all that is because that's the only thing that we think we have. Um, it's like uh, if... If I a person that I'm a poor person that only has in my in my in my dinner table, um, let's say rotten eggs, then I eat my rotten eggs because that's the only thing I have. So I have to eat them, right? If tomorrow I have I'm hungry again and I only have rotten eggs, then I eat again rotten eggs. And that's because I believe I don't have anything more, and I cannot get anything more, and there is no way to get anything more. But we realize that it is possible to to see something other than to see and to have other things, right? So it's possible for that uh, hypothetical person to find a way to not just get rotten eggs, but maybe the next day, maybe just peanuts. And eat peanuts, and then the next day that he may actually have something more, and uh, and uh, not just peanuts, but maybe he can have uh, a real, not rotten eggs, but good eggs, and then the next day he may actually have other things, right? And, um, and and life give us opportunities for us to to change what we see and uh and then, coming back to the to well to the question, yes, we trust what we see and perceive is because we believe that all what we s- is real. we believe that all this is real. I can touch this chair that I'm sitting on, I can touch that wall that is in front of me, I can touch this computer or this phone. I can touch all this so that is real, and that is my definition of real. But is it real really? And uh, And we know that all what I see is on my perception so everything is filtered by my eyes. I, I normally have a discussion with my wife uh, when we are painting our house and, and we haven't done several times so uh, we always have the same issue and uh, that sometimes she says, Things as beige, and then she says, "Oh, this is beige, but what I'm seeing is really green." So she said, "This is beige." I said, "No, this is green." No, how can you say that this is green? This is beige. I said, "For me, it's green." And why the difference? It's the same color. Yes, if you if you take one um, uh, one instrument to measure the frequency that is emitted by that particular color, you will see that it's a specific uh, set of uh, frequencies that are being expelled by that, by, that, by that wall, right? So they are very uh, precise. We can actually de- determine exactly what is the range of wavelengths that have been emitted by that color, and that's precise. But my perception is completely different is far away from what that reality is. In one case, she said it's beige, and she's, she's saying that she's beige and she cannot change her mind. And I say it's a green, and I see it as green, period. So reality is always, always filtered with our ways of thinking and mind. We were saying the same thing at the beginning. Words are symbols, concepts are words are symbols of symbols and concepts are symbols of reality. And then far away from reality. <clears throat> and that what happening, right? My concept of ring in my mind is different than the concept of hers of beige. Then okay. Then we see that if everything is that we perceive isn't real. And it is unreal because we are not considering everything that is around it, right? It's completely unreal. It's just one model that is just trying to make us help to understand what we see. But it's not that reality. So if, if what we see and we touch and we hear and we smell, it's unreal. So what's real? And... Um, and that's why we trust it, it's because that's the only thing we have, that's it. We said we believe there's nothing else that we can actually have. But then the human mind come, and in the human mind we start creating signs, and science start creating instruments, and instruments start giving us some measurements, some things that are more trustable than actually our perceptions. But still we believe our perceptions are real. And then with science, we have gotten to the point in which we can say, oh, the frequency that is emitted by this specific color is whatever, right? And it's precise, is a precise number. So we know the frequency is this. now." What color you think it is, that frequency is another subject far away from reality. What you see is a frequency, period. It's a light emitted with one frequency. You call it color, you call it beige, you call it green, whatever. doesn't matter. It is. Reality is far away from what you think it is. And that's one simple example that happens with everything. So then, why we trust it again? Because it's the only thing that we have, period, or at least that's the only thing that we think we have. Now, science have come even further, because science have come into trying to understand how all this world, um, how all this world works, and um, and they have initially thought that all this whole thing is made of particles and uh, they call it atoms. So that happened uh, on the Greeks when the Greeks started to think, what What if I take this piece of bread and cut it in half? Well, okay, I have half bread, right? And what if I cut that half bread in another half? Then I have a quarter of bread. Or what happened if I cut it again in another half? And what happened if I cut it again, and cut it again, and cut it again? I got it again. How many times should I, can I cut that bread? And what is the last part that is left? That was one of the biggest questions that the Greeks came. And they said, one of the solutions that they got is, oh, you can come to one single particle that you cannot divide anymore. And that particle, we call it atom. So <clears throat> the thinking was everything, they should be done by those atoms. And then I cannot divide that atom anymore because I cannot go infinitely down until the infinite. It is impossible for our mind to think that you can go infinitely <laughs> dividing things, infinitely. Because every time it's always half and half and half and half and half and half and what is the half of the half and half of the half and half of the half. In in, in mathematics we say say that uh, real numbers are infinite, right? And we give a specific infinity level of infinity of the real numbers. But okay, they didn't know that thinking about that and said that matter needs to have one point in which there is no way to divide it anymore because if you divide it anymore then that doesn't exist if it doesn't exist then why we see what we see but then that was all the problem right that's why they said oh you have to stop at one point period otherwise you cannot compound back the breath if you don't have one single part that is indivisible so then they got to that point <clears throat> In science, then later on, years and years and years and years and years, decades and had centuries after, someone started to try to investigate the atom again. And someone found something that was called x rays. And um, x rays was something very weird that was emitted by some specific substances. Uh, and they were investigating that. And then they found that the x rays affect. Um, silver plates, uh, so photo- photography, the place that they have for making f- pictures, uh, that that was also very nice discovery as well, anyway. But um, the combination of that and also the combination of finding the x rays, then they started experimenting with that, and then they found that x rays could cross, at, at, go across um, certain objects and then go and heat that plate of silver, okay. specific silver oxidized. Then, and then you were able to develop that and see what was, a tr- what, was uh, what happened with those x-rays. And then they, they, they found the x-rays that we use for medic- medicine, right? But then they started playing with that and then they were trying to do that and try to get, oh, we can go through, a, through something that I believe is solid then that thing is not really solid. It's something that these particles are in a frequency that are smaller than the separation between the different atoms or whatever is componing that physical thing, and then it's going through. But then that means, oh, that means that what I think is solid is not solid. Okay. Then they say, oh, maybe they, these guys are, are right. Um the atoms there, and then they started looking and yes, yes, they found some particles that they were there that were composing. And they noticed that the distance between those particles were huge compared to the size of the particles. So they said, oh, that means that this wall is mostly empty. And all, but we see some small particles that are joined together. And then how those particles work, they started trying to investigate the particles. And then they found that the particles have a nucleus and have something that was moving around it and they the way that they describe it is they have a small orange in a huge football stadium and you can see that the electrons they call it electrons are moving around the stadium while the real center or the most of the mass of this of the particle was just one small orange in the middle of the whole space and they said oh then that means that all our mother all what we see is 99.99995 percent empty and only zero point zero 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 five percent is mother. Oh wow, that changed completely. our way of looking at reality. Is if physical things that I think that are real, are are ninety nine point ninety nine ninety nine five percent empty. Why I see them solid. Why I touch them? I think they are solid. My concepts about that are completely unreal. Can you see that? The unreality of what we perceive is our science has been showing that is true. We don't perceive reality. We just perceive something that we think that is real. But it's not reality. But then they went even farther away. They said Okay, so what in the middle of that whole structure that called atom? And then they said, oh, this is the nucleus. So let's go and investigate the nucleus. And they said the nucleus, maybe it's only one single piece. Maybe that's the only part that is one single piece. And then they tried to see it, and then they started to bombarding that nucleus. And they discovered that, no, the nucleus were also created by other pieces. Then we know that the nucleus has protons, and the nucleus has, um, um, what do you call it? Neutrons, no neutrons. Um, uh, I forgot the, the the word of that one. Uh, a neutral particle, and then a positive particle. I I forgot the name of the other particle. <clears throat> Sorry about that. Uh, then one part of the particle, one set of particles, where did uh, they, they have any charge, any magnetic charge, and the other one was positive, and then. The electrons, the ones that are going around, they were actually negative, and then they said they they assigned those those um, conventions, right the proton is positive and the electrons are negative and um, and then they said, "Oh, the negative and the positive uh, are balanced balanced, so the atom is in balance, so it doesn't have to change. Uh, particles or anything like that. So if the atom is in balance, means that the positive number of positives are the same as the number of negatives, and then uh, the other parts are neutral, so it doesn't change the balance, so everything is good. Nice. Now we have that the nucleus of the atom has two particles. And then they said, but what are those particles made of? Can I divide it?" Can, I, can we go and divide it? Then they start creating those huge accelerators. And then they started bombarding the nucleus with electrons, right? They move electrons so fast and then they hit <coughs> the nucleus of an atom and then psh, the nucleus explodes. And when they explode, they see hundreds of different particles flying around particles that they didn't even know that they exist. They were flying around. So they said, oh, come on. So then all these are made also by other particles. Then they start discovering a lot of different particles, a lot of different particles, and more particles, and more particles, and more particles. And then up to one point at the hour they said, oh, these are the components of the particles. that They cannot be divided anymore. But then they said, no, 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 but how are those particles working in the way that they work and they said, oh, maybe there are some, something that we call quarks and those quarks, you, we cannot see them but they are there and they are combining the different parts, so they are the a quark color red they, they added those names they have to, to try to, to separate and classify the different types of quarks they said this is red, of course there is no colors in the quarks because there is no uh, colors are the frequency of a light that is even higher frequency, lower frequency that what the quarks are but but anyway they assign some color just to identify them right so then they say this is the green this is the red and this is the yellow or whatever right? different different ways of naming those and then they started adding mathematic uh, concepts on that and then they found something mathematics that they said oh this is place that but then they they got many of the conflicts right they said then all this is all those quarks are basically energy they are not particles anymore. You cannot divide it anymore. This is energy. It is, They are not conceptually material. They are energy. And then they said, oh, all this world is made of energy. And what's energy? Oh, uh, well, um, something that never destroyed, never created. It just changed form. It just changed, but doesn't des- it's not destroyed? It's everywhere, in anywhere. Ah, okay. Um, isn't that very close to the definition of God, or that spirit, or that huge power, huge thing that makes everything one? Well, if everything is energy and everything we see is energy and composed by energy we don't know what energy is really but it's something that is everywhere it's something that is it changed but it' not created it's not destroyed it's everywhere so what is that so they are getting close to a concept of something that is united that everything is only one single thing then then they try to they at the same time they they starting to discover other things, so they found that the only way to explain light was to say that the light was an a wave, and they said it's a wave because there are frequencies. So I can see colors. So they there are different frequencies, and I can actually see that the light is a set of colors because frequencies, different frequencies, then I see different colors. Oh, that's cool, that's very nice and. That happens when you get a light that goes through a prism, and the prism separate the different colors and you see the the, 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 the the rainbow because the different diffraction of the different frequencies on the crystal. Then it diffracts differently because different frequencies and then you see the different colors. That's cool, there's a frequency, yeah, light is a frequency. Light is a wave, so it's a wave. And then you do an experiment and then you, there is one simple experiment that in every school has which is you have a, a, a vacuum uh, crystal, or something that like a bulb with vacuum, and inside you have one small plate that has almost no friction, very small plate, and then it's, it's painted black on one side and white on the other side, and that small plate. And then you put that plate on top of a lighter source and it starts rotating. And then how can, if it's light is just... Wave, how can waves make that rotate? <laughs> because light doesn't, they are energy, but they are not physical energy to move physical objects. Then they said, oh, what happened is that light is also particles. And then they started saying, oh, let's see if it is real. Then they created the, the very famous two slots um, um, experiment and they found that in reality, light is a wave but light is also a particle. And how can you explain that it's a wave and it's a particle at the same time? So they said, when you observe the experiment and you try to observe the experiment, light behaves like a particle. But when you don't observe the the, the, the experiment, you just go away and don't think about that, and then you do it, that behaves like a wave. Oh, maybe then we experimenters, our observers are changing the experiment. Oh, but then how can we change the experiment? We are separate, right? In this world, everything is separate. So particles are separate from me. I'm not part of the particles. Particles and me are different. But now I'm affecting the particles. How can the harm happen, right? So then I started thinking, oh, maybe it's because well, we see in the other side, that everything is one single thing. Then maybe I'm affecting that thing just by being part of the same thing, right? And then they started evolving, and then starting looking that particles have very weird behaviors. One of the weird behaviors is they have something that they call entanglement. And that is that if you have a particle far away, you divide that particle in two, right? And you take the other part of the particle far away, from the other one. If you do any action on one of the particles, the other particle will immediately react as if you had touched that other particle. But that immediately means immediately. There is no time in between one or the other. It happens exactly at the same time, right? So it means that... What means? What that means? Oh, interesting. There is no energy moving from one particle to the other, transferring the information that the particle has been touched to the other one, so the other one reacts. So that means that if there is no energy transferred and between the space, then how these two particles know that one has been touched and the other doesn't? Or they said, oh, what may happen is that then there is a, another, another set, of um, uh, they call it um, um, dimensions, right? There are other sort of dimensions. We have a three dimensional and three and a half dimensions. We are um, we have uh, the three dimensions of the physical space plus half of the time, and then there may be even more. Then that energy is going through other dimensions, and going to the other side that we. We cannot measure that because it's going through another dimension and going and moving the other part. So we said we are in the multidimensional world, that's one theory, and then we have at least 12 different dimensions. That means that we would be right now having effects from 12, I mean, uh, 8 other different dimensions, eight and a half, other different dimensions affecting us in this moment, at this precise moment. We don't even perceive them because we cannot perceive that but they are there science is telling us that and then they said even even better they said okay no but the other explanation is that all this everything that we see is one single thing and we call it a quantum field and a field in physics is something is in space that is covered with a force with something that we don't, we, you cannot touch, you cannot see it, but it's there. For example, a magnetic field is the field of of a force that is created by a magnetic center, right? Around that magnetic center, there is a field of energy that attracts things through the um, to the center, and that is a magnetic field. We have a magnetic, uh, we have a gravitational field. We are in the gravitational field of the Earth, but we also are in the gravitational field of the Sun, and of Mars, and of Pluto, and of all the other stars in the, in, in the universe. So we are part of that gravitational field, and that's gravitational field. It's every, f- everywhere, expanded everywhere. It's in anywhere. And then that combines perfectly with the initial definition of the set, oh, all this is everywhere energy, or whatever we call the quantum field. Everything is in the quantum field. There's nothing that is outside of this. So all what we see is interpretations of our minds, of what we see, but everything else, everything is a quantum field. It's not real. You don't touch it. You feel that you touch it, but you don't. When you think that you are touching this phone or this computer, it's not that you are touching the computer, it's that your molecule your your electrons, your electrons from the atoms that are the surface of your skin that you don't even know where the skin ends and when the space real space starts. But at that point you, you see that it they come together and they are so close that the energy the the the, the electromagnetic the electromagnetic negative of the electrons from one of the phone and the electromagnetic ec, um, uh, atom electrons from, the, from my hand, they try to close, get closer. And then when they closer, you know that they repel because negative forces repel from one to each other. And then they repel and then they, I, I feel that force. And as they feel that force, I said, oh, I touch it. Because I get the rejection from the other negative. But I haven't touched it. You never touch anything. You see, everything is a perception which is just handled by our minds. The reality is absolutely different. And then we still think that we are in a real world, but we don't even know what's real. Well, well, now have we glimpses of that reality. Now we know that everything is one. And that is nothing more than one. Now, when you start thinking about wha- how can I name that, well, then you can name it whatever, it quantum field. All right, that's a way of calling it. You can set energy. And okay, that's cool. You can actually set other words, like uh, many Asian people were saying, oh, spirit, oh, okay, maybe spirit, yeah. 12 dimensions thing. So why people see as spirits? And there are people that actually can 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 say that they have seen, they have they have actually not even touched, it, but they have actually interacted with spirits and they, they give them information that you cannot even get from other places. And then it is there. How can that happen? And then you start looking at other things that you said, Oh that's where this is no science and you start Looking into that, I said, "Oh, maybe, maybe has some reality somewhere, right? If there are other, other, other um, um, dimensions, then why those dimensions cannot interact with us? We are interacting with the three-dimensional, and maybe four, the fourth one, half of fourth one, because I say half because we only see time moving forward. We never see time moving back, right? So it's a half of dimension." It's just in one one direction, um, but but there should be another one going back, right? It's a three dimensional. And if, if we go to a twelve dimensional, then come on, and, and that comes to, me to to the explanation that I, once I saw by Carl Sagan um, in his famous his famous uh, series of of science enlightening science uh, um, uh, TV shows. Called a uh, cosmos. I, I was so passionate when I when, when I was seeing that as a kid. Um, but one of the stories that he told was, was the one that impacted me the most. All the others was wonderful, but that one was the one that hit me so much. I didn't know, I didn't know why, but I, when I was a kid, I have like maybe 12 years old when I saw that series. I was so impacted with that that I have never forget it. And then I now understand why. The story is this, imagine that you have a flat world, and you have people that live in that flat world and they are flat, so they have flat houses and they have, they move around the flat houses, they eat flat food and they have everything food, they, they move around their, their, their blocks of flat, of the flat world, they move and they move to other flat, food, right? Everything is flat, so they know everything, They they understand how the flat world works and all that thing, right? But imagine that, <clears throat> At one point, someone comes from the third dimensional and then look at the flat world and say, oh, this guy's in the flat world. Wow, that's amazing. I'm going to play around with them. And then they said, okay, let's put an apple. And they, they, they put an apple in the middle of the house. <clears throat> then the flat guys looked at something happened. They didn't know, but they see something that was not before there. It came from, I don't know, but it was there. So then the the, the, the third dimensional guy uh, was looking into that and said, oh, haha, this is very funny how they react because they don't see what's going on, right? So they, he, he takes the apple and put it on somewhere else. And they said, wow, they get crazy because they see that the thing that they were looking at, that flat surface of the apple, uh, the cut of the apple at that surface, disappeared and then suddenly appear somewhere else. And how he moved, they didn't see that he moved this place from one place to another one in the in the, in the, in the two-dimensional thing. So for them it's out of mind what's going on. But then the worst part happens is when this guy that is in the third dimension says, oh, <clears throat> let me take one of you guys. And they take one of the flat guys and then pull it up and said, look, down and then the flat guy looked down and see the two-dimensional world from the third dimension and initially that's like I most likely didn't understood what we were saying what he was seeing but at one point he said okay look at this this is from a separate dimension you are looking your world from a separate dimension in the third dimension You see how your people is moving in two dimensions, but you are now in a third dimension. I can move it up and down. Can you see? You can be closer, you can get farther, and you see that thing change because you are closer or farther. So you are now in another dimension called the third dimension. And then, just to make more fun of that, I just take that guy and put it back in the two-dimensional world and said, now explain that to your people. And this guy comes and, like, you know what? We don't know what we are seeing here. We are just two-dimensional. That there is a third dimension, and in that third dimension, you can see things bigger. You can see the, the, the things that is happening in the other houses. You can see what is happening on the other side because you can see it from the app. And and I know what you were doing. You were doing this, right? Yes, I was doing that. How you know? Well, because I saw it from the third dimension. And then. Everybody was saying, oh, this guy is crazy, or I don't know what he's smoking, but that guy is crazy. And then they killed him. Well, um, do you see that story kind of uh, similar to other stories that we know in our world? Yes, I believe it's very similar to other stories that we see in our world. But then think about this. <clears throat> reality. What reality is? And this is what you need to go to understand, and then this is what you need to trust. Reality is everything, nothing separated. There is nothing separated. Everything is one. Everything is joined. There is nothing that happens to you that doesn't happen to your neighbor. There is nothing that happened to your neighbor that ha- doesn't happen to you, because we are one. And what we believe is happening is not really happening. Is our perception of that what we see? But what is happening in reality, we don't even know. It's the same example as the the one that I put uh, several uh, days ago when I was talking about the airplane and the the, the central tower uh, of control tower uh, of the airplane that they see only that small screen that is moving around and they looking where the airplanes are with just little light of dots, dot of light in that screen and then you see that and you see that they are moving. That's all you see in your world. Small dots of light in the screen. But the world is infinitely bigger than that. And we think that it's real. And we think that our point of view is real. And the other's point of view is not. And we think that the problems that others has are theirs and it's not ours. And the problems that we have are ours but not theirs. And then we understand, we don't understand, that all that is a fallacy. So what we should be trusting then is that there is nothing, nothing in this world that is separate. Everything is one single thing as the course of miracles says you are the sons of God not separate from God or different from God you are part and in God and what you are doing is you are experiencing a world that is, doesn't exist it's unreal the only reality is when you focus now you're Mind into their reality what is real is something far beyond to what we see now when you see a human being in front of you you don't see the body now you see the greatness the infinite greatness of everything on him and then you identify that in him and then you can identify that in you. And when you are able to do that, when you are able to see in the other human being the infinite love, and now put another name, infinite love of what he is, which is the same as mine, then we are one, and then there is no separation. And then you start understanding why this is a transcendent, change of looking at the world. The others, everything I see, an apple, a computer, everything I see, it shows me the infinite love that is in me, that is in there, and it's only one single thing. And if I see beyond what the object is, because the object is not, if I see beyond what the object is, I get in love with everything because everything is perfect. And I only see a perception of that in my senses. And if I start distrusting my senses and saying what you tell me is false, the only real, real thing that I want to see is reality, is the love that is behind everything, is the energy that is behind everything, the union, the, the, the perception of being one with everything else. At that point, your world starts changing. You will see from the perceptional point of view that the world changes. You will feel that your world change, And you make all the world around you Changing, because it doesn't exist. It's your perception what makes it real. What it is, is. It won't change you. It won't change the others. It cannot change what it is. So, as an exercise, go to someone today and go to everyone and every person that you meet, go and think. This person is an infinite thing that I see beyond that. It's the infinitude of that love. Is the infinitude of, of the energy that is in everywhere. Is in me. That person is me. Me reflected there, and I see it reflected. Think about that. Everything that you see, think it that way. And you will see that your world will start changing. And I will come tomorrow to another concept about forgiveness. And it's very tied to this, what we are saying. And we are going to go very deep on this. And you will see how your life will change. Absolutely. This is a concept that changed lives. In the sense that you will see your life completely different and you will see everybody else completely different and you will start feeling and having things that you have never thought before was possible because you understand now that everything that you see is unreal and the only reality is that we are only one okay I believe it's that for all. I thought it was going to be close, um, short day today, but no, it went 41 minutes. Okay, I hope everything is good. Uh, I love you guys. Thank you for coming here, and uh, bye.